Welcome everyone to Disrupt Your Day. I'm the, your host, Petula Sankar Singh. Today, we have an amazing entrepreneur coming um, all the way from a different country. I will let her tell you about the, her journey there. Um, she is leading a great cause for profit. So we would love to hear her journey, her story, any struggles along the way, and we also want to hear her success. So thank you and welcome to Natsai. See, Natsai, yes, okay. <laughs> thank you so much Hi, for joining you. us today. Thank you How for are having you? me. Yes, absolutely. Um, so share with us, where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from Zimbabwe. Um, oh, which is, for those who don't know, it's in the southern part of Africa, just above South Africa. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's really hot here right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, the, the weather has been a lot. But um, yes, that's where I'm calling it from. Perfect. Well, we are looking forward to hearing um, all about your um, your business, your entrepreneur journey from the beginning, middle and end. So please share. Um, okay, so I am the founder of a company called Rated 18 Shoes. And in a nutshell, Rated 18 is a shoe brand that empowers survivors of child marriage through employment and education. Um, so just to give a bit of context to the issue of child marriage, because um, what I realized is that a lot of people actually don't really know. I mean, they know what it is, but they don't realize how big of a problem it actually is. Um, and why it's sort of necessary to have these organizations that help uh, girls and women who have been through it. So um, just in terms of stats, every year about 12 million girls get married before the age um, of 18. Mm -hmm. Most of the time um, it's a forced marriage whereby parents will basically sell their daughters into, into a marriage um, with usually much older men. Um, and in some situations, girls use marriage as a way of sort of escaping poverty because, you know, the situation at home is terrible. So they think that by getting married to these older men who, you know, sometimes sort of sell them dreams as well and entice them uh, saying, you know, if you come stay with me and get married with me, I'll take care of you and so mm -hmm. on. So for them, they see it as an escape for um, mm -hmm. a terrible situation at home. Mm -hmm. um, so unfortunately, what typically happens is that once they do get married, a lot of them have to drop out of school. Um, or sometimes some of them aren't even in school at the time and that sort of drives, um, that's also a cause of child marriage as well. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they usually aren't able to achieve economic independence and they aren't really able mm -hmm. to stand on their own two feet um, when mm -hmm. they're older. Um, so, and also just to define child marriage for those who might not know, child marriage is when, you know, someone gets married before the age of 18, the legal age of 18. Okay. Um, so basically there's a lot of work being done to stop child marriage. Obviously what we want to do is just to stop it from happening altogether. We don't want it to happen, but mm -hmm. while it is still happening there, I, I sort of realized that there's a gap in terms of the support provided to, uh, women and girls who have already um, been subjected to it. So that's sort of the gap that we try to fill through rated 18. And the way that we do that is by employing women um, who are survivors of child marriage. Uh, so that way they're able to, so they make our handmade shoes or shoes are handmade literally from beginning to end. And we employ them to make those shoes. So that way they're able to earn a, a regular income and a stable income. Mm -hmm. which they otherwise wouldn't be able to. And especially in a country like Zimbabwe where, you know, finding a job already is hard enough, let alone, right. you know, if 
haven't even finished high school, which is the case for most of them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you'd have no previous work experience, it's even harder. So we just provide them with that opportunity to um, find employment uh, by mm -hmm. hiring them at Rated 18 to make our shoes. And then also over 50% of profits go towards um, educational initiatives. So the main thing yeah. that we're doing right now is um, for girls who would have had to drop out of school, some of them do want to go back to school, but they can't afford to. So um, we invest over 50% of the profits mm -hmm. um, that we make each quarter uh, to pay for tuition fees for girls who want to go back to school who may not be able to afford to. Mm -hmm. um, and in the medium to long term, what we want to look at is still very, it's still a startup, it's an early stage company, so we're not making tons of money yet. Right. Um, but the hope is once we are generating more income and, um, you know, making more profits, um, I also want to establish um, innovation hubs where girls can go get access to like mentorship, uh, you know, just access to internet to do research, uh, career guidance and things like that, because I do understand that education isn't only just in the classroom. Um, especially as an entrepreneur, I'm very much an advocate for, you know, sort of paving your own path. You don't yes. have, I mean, I did go to college and, and all of that, but I understand that that's not everybody's desired path. Um, and people choose to educate themselves in different ways and through their careers. Mm -hmm. So we also want to just make sure that, you know, we provide the support that these uh, women and girls need as well in that respect. Maybe they want to start their own business, but they don't know where to even begin, yeah. uh, you know, kind of helping them with those kinds of resources. So that's sort of like our medium uh, term plan as well to establish those innovation hubs. Um, yes, that sounds like an amazing <laughs> plan. Oh my God. Well, we would definitely like to help with that project because, you know, that's what we do. Um, so tell me, um, when did you start? We officially oh. started in August 2020. Okay. So just over a year ago now. And so yeah. what's been um, your biggest struggle as starting as an entrepreneur, starting such an impactful um, business and project that has so much meaning to it. Yeah. Um, the biggest struggle has been just kind of figuring things out. Well, funding has been one struggle because yeah. I've literally been bootstrapping this entire company. Um, part of the reason was because I think um, part of me just kind of felt like our, because over the last, uh, since we started, you know, I've just kind of been going through the product development uh, journey mm -hmm. and figuring things out because I had zero background in shoemaking. The materials <laughs> I had, she was wearing them, that's as far as I went. Um, so I was literally learning everything from scratch. Oh, so okay. I would like, you know, come up with prototypes and then I see that, mm, you know, quality wise, we're kind of lacking here and then improve mm -hmm. the shoe and improve and improve and improve. So um, even in terms of just seeking funding, I only really started actively sort of looking for funding um, mm -hmm. over the last maybe month or two, because mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like our product was where it needed to be for me to go and justify you know someone giving me money in order to mm -hmm. run with this so I wanted to kind of I guess I'm a bit of a perfectionist as well <laughs> so that, that is a bit of a that's a bit of a struggle on its own I guess. yes absolutely perfect so at least now I feel like our product is at a stage where I feel comfortable now saying hey we would like for you to come and, and put your money into this company and you know this mm -hmm. is what we want to do um, so funding was one of the biggest challenges. And like I said, I had zero background in terms of making shoes. So mm -hmm. I literally had to figure all of that out from scratch. Um, the initial idea that I actually had in mind when I wanted to start the company was um, to do sort of like your factory kind of manufacturing 
Okay. Um, you know, where you're going to have all this equipment and all of that and like, you know, mass production kind of thing. But um, when I did my financial projections for that, that was going to need um, upwards of $100,000, which I don't have lying around. <laughs> so, OK, <laughs> we need to we need to kind of rework this model. But um, yeah. so it was a challenge, but it was something that I managed to work through. And I think um, it was also just very helpful because what I ended up doing was I just kept refining the model and refining it and refining it and refining it. Mm-hmm. Until you know, we went. I went from a an expected uh, capital investment requirement of over a hundred thousand to starting the company with under three thousand dollars. Oh, so nice. I, I definitely counted that as as a win in my book <laughs> for sure. So yeah. <laughs> yes, and that's really great to hear because I feel like most entrepreneurs do project large, um, and it's great that you were able to come back and say, you know what. I'm passionate about this. I want to launch it. How can I do it better? Because the best thing is you're scalable, right? Now right. you're testing the project, project. You are training women. How many women do you guys have currently? Work, are you guys working with? Currently, we have three. Okay, so now yeah, you're like. <laughs> No, which is great. Three is great, yeah. right? Um, you know, we had a webinar today and I my one thing I always say, if you're not tracking and building data for your company, why do it, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you started off with three, you're still saying, hey, these three women, I taught a craft, they're successful. And, you know, you have some testimonials and success stories. So I right. feel that'll Absolutely. help you grow tremendously. And um, so, yeah, when we talk about struggles too and perfectionism, right? We all have to let go. That, of that. Honestly, that has been the biggest struggle for me, especially since we do handmade products. Um, you know, and these are women who, you know, it's not like they've been making shoes for years. They're literally right. learning when they join the company. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's different from like you know other shoe companies that sell handmade products. Um, you know, they have these people who like you know, they, they've basically been making shoes for generations, you know, like yes. their families been making shoes, it's like they're great, great, great grand, like, you know, so literally it's like an art that runs through the family yes. and, and their blood kind of thing. So they're absolutely fantastic at it. And oh for God. us, um, that's not the case. Um, so, I mean, our shoes, they are very well crafted. They're, you know, good quality. Like I said, I'm a perfectionist, so I would never let anything go out. That is not that I don't feel confident in mm-hmm. um, handing over to a customer and making sure mm-hmm. that the customer is happy. But, um, you know, our shoes are not perfect down to the T. It's not like the kind of shoes that you'll see that I'm being made by machines. It's not going to yeah, be right. um, of that same, like, you know, detailed quality. So I notice the tiniest little things. <laughs> and most, and there are things that pe- other people probably wouldn't notice, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I mean, like I do not so like sometimes we end up having to start again I'm like no I don't feel okay with this start over so right. like that, that the perfectionist in me like that's actually been such a struggle especially working with handmade products oh my god so let me t- ask you a question so what made you go the route of shoes for this um project so for shoes, um, it actually wasn't shoes when I first came up with the idea. So I first thought about Rated 18 back in 2016, actually. Um, this was soon after I graduated from, from college. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I initially wanted to do at that time was just sort of like um, on-demand printed t-shirts and hoodies mm-hmm. and things like that. 
um, because that was just kind of what I was seeing a lot of um, yeah. around me. So I was just like, oh, okay, let's do that. But yeah. I think um, the, the project and the um, business, just launching the business kind of fell off my radar for the main reason being I was just out of college. I was just starting my career. You know, I had a full-time mm-hmm. job. So I was just kind of still kind of figuring mm-hmm. out life. Um, so I just kind of fell off my radar um, because of that. But also in hindsight, I also realized that part of the issue was probably because of the actual product itself it wasn't mm-hmm. something that I was passionate about I'm not particular like I, I wear t-shirts and hoodies every now and then but I can't say something mm-hmm. I'm like you know passionate <laughs> necessarily <laughs> right t-shirts and hoodies, you know like yeah so um in hindsight um when I then thought about it just before I launched the company because I started thinking about rated 18 again last year in 2020 um, mm-hmm. because we went into lockdown. I had a consultancy that I was running. Um, the client pipeline just pretty much went dry because all mm-hmm. of my clients decided, uh, we're going to wait and see how things uh, kind of play out. So I had a lot mm-hmm. of time on my hands. So I picked up um, the idea of the business again um, in early 2020. So okay. that's when I kind of realized, I was like, okay, t-shirts and, and hoodies, eh, it's, it's an okay product, but it's not a product that I'm passionate about. Like, what do I actually like? And I guess I'm sort of a typical woman in that regard. Like, I love shoes. I have more shoes than I actually ever wear. Like, I need to throw away some of them to be honest. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know what, shoes. And it's always been sort of a, a, not, not so much a dream of mine that I was like, I'm actively pursuing this. But like, you know, just as a teenager, it was something that I'd always just kind of say in passing. But yeah, you know, one day I want to. Uh, owned my own sneaker company and my own shoe company um but it was never really something that I sort of you know mm-hmm. really actively put in motion so I was like okay not I like shoes because I think yeah. as much as I'm passionate about the cause and the impact behind the company it's also equally important for me to also be passionate about the actual product that we're making mm-hmm. that also gives you that extra push and that extra drive to keep going when things are tough which is pretty much all the time when you're starting out so you need as much motivation Mm -hmm. as you can get um so yeah like I said initially I was looking at uh when you think of starting a shoe company usually what comes to mind is you know these big factories with you know all this kind of equipment and that's why I had that initial estimate of a hundred thousand uh dollars to start Mm -hmm. based on that model but I was like okay is there another way of doing this? So right. that's when I started doing my research and I was like, okay, yeah, handmade shoes are a thing. Like we don't really think about it, but like, like, yeah, people do make shoes by hand. So let's look into that. Is that something that can be done? Is that something that can be learned? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did my research, I did my research and yeah, that's how we ended up making shoes. Oh, awesome. So how does this cause resonate with you personally? I think for me, um, I mean, thankfully for me, I, I'm not a child marriage survivor myself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just turned 29. I'm only just getting married. I recently got engaged. Oh, congratulations. So, so um, it's not like it's something that I've been through personally, but I've always had this, um, this sentiment that, you know, people, and like, I understand for me, I've had a very privileged upbringing and yeah. that's not something that I've ever tried to downplay. Um, so even when, you know, things are going quite well for me, I completely acknowledge and understand the fact that, you know, I come from a much better mm-hmm. uh, starting position than most other people in life. Right. And I think for people like me, and there are people who are even more privileged than me, but people yeah. who have the ability to help those who just had a really crappy start in life, mm-hmm. I think it's sort of, in a sense, our responsibility to help mm-hmm. out other people. 
because me having the privilege that I had, it was by no, it wasn't by any like doing of my own. Like I didn't do anything. I was just born and I happened to be born <laughs> to, you know, um, the parents who were able to provide the things yeah. that I needed and all that but not everybody has that opportunity and with most of these child merit survivors number one they're born into typically born into families that aren't necessarily super well off and then on top of that are you being married off to you know this much older guy and you're probably yes. being abused in that oh relationship God. and you know you're just having so much taken from you without it even being your fault um so I guess that just kind of yeah so I guess that just kind of resonated with me and I was because it's always been a passion of mine I've always said like I said because of my position I feel like it's my responsibility to help other people and I guess Mm -hmm. the reason why child marriage kind of resonated with me is number one it's woman I cannot imagine having been married off of it not having your own choice I mean that's just insane well I definitely applaud what you're doing so what advice would you give to uh, a new entrepreneur starting off as well um, and wanting to start like a brand or a program as yourself, you know, giving back and for a passion uh, for, you know, something that resonates with them and a passion and they want to give back and help, what advice would you give them? I would say, um, firstly, find something that you are genuinely passionate about. I think a lot of people just kind of throw the word passion around a little too deeply yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the reason why I say that, like, obviously, you know, every every cause, uh, the, you know, whatever cause you choose is always great. Um, you know, it's always great to help people. But it really has to be something that will get you up in the morning because starting a business is not easy. It's so much work. It is exhausting. It is demanding. It will take so much out of you. And yes, if you ready. genuinely <laughs> like, love what you're doing and you're not genuinely yes. committed to what you're doing, you're probably going to give up like halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the first thing. Find something that genuinely, genuinely, genuinely speaks to you and that you yes. genuinely um, are committed to, um, to putting your time towards and putting... Um, because mm-hmm. yeah it's going to take a lot of time before you even really start making money like I'm right now with rated 18 for example literally I haven't paid myself since I started this company because I have to make sure that everybody else is paid and you know <laughs> other businesses I have not earned a penny from this company yet so mm-hmm. for me to continue putting time and work and hours and hours of work into something that I'm not even getting paid for you have to love doing you have to love what you're doing for you to be able to continue you know I speak to most entrepreneurs on that and I'm glad you say that um being an entrepreneur is not easy Mm. you definitely have to love what you're doing and you have Mm. to actually um because it's not for everyone right (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of people start and they're just like oh no this is not for me because it takes definitely some hard work some resilience some grit to keep picking yourself back up but what is great pointer that you um, suggested is you have to be passionate about you have to love what you're doing right absolutely so that's so amazing so um, throughout your journey, right, um, and where you stand today, um, how would you define your success at this point? I think 
I mean, it's a simple thing, but it's a success to me that we're still here a year later, to be honest, like that. <laughs> I mean, <fine. laughs> that be like a win for me. Because um, like I said, it, yeah, it hasn't been an easy process, especially just in terms of, you know, limited funding. Um, yes. And literally I'm doing, and because of limited funding as well, I'm literally doing everything on my own. Like I'm operations, yes. I'm HR. I'm the chef because I make lunch. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> like literally from one end of the spectrum to the other. I'm doing absolutely, um, absolutely everything. So the fact that you know we're still actually operating and you know we're still um, you know up and running that that is a success for me. Um, yeah. that's the first success. And I think also just being able to um, to have started the company with the limited capital that I did have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was just finding creative ways basically to sort of uh, find more affordable ways of getting yeah. the same things done. So this has also really forced me to tap into like, you know, my creative side. Mm-hmm. There's some, yeah, some things that I won't even share that I'm almost embarrassed. Like, you know, the testing and the moment thing, just kind of like cut caught. Like, yeah, it's, I, it's really opened up my creative, the creative side of my brain just to try well you're definitely it. passionate about it huh <laughs> yes for sure definitely but um yeah I think the biggest success for me like I said number one the fact that I managed to start it with zero knowledge about what I was even doing um yeah zero background at all and um you know it was just sort of surreal for me when we had that first day of operation that oh, okay like this was literally just a few months ago an idea that I was just talking to um, my mom and my brother about and just bouncing mm-hmm. ideas off of them. And like, now like, here's an actual shoe. Like we're actually, was that right. <laughs> you know? Right. So I think for me, we're not a big company yet. I'm sure there's a lot more successes to come that I'll be able to talk Absolutely. about later. Um, but I think for me right now, the biggest thing is that we're just still above water, especially. Oh my God, that's just amazing. Uh, yeah. And you should celebrate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, with that said, um, we want to celebrate you, um, celebrate your journey, celebrate where you're at um, right now. Um, one more question before we go into our celebration. <laughs> Um, how do you, um, celebrate your wins? Um, funny enough with a glass of wine, mostly. Oh, um, <laughs> so this is right up my alley. Like what we're doing here, absolutely up my alley. So I think for me, the way that I typically celebrate, I, I, I love food and I love wine. So, yeah. um, I'll probably get my favorite food, uh, which usually is ribs, uh, not the healthiest mm-hmm. option, but I love my barbecue ribs. Um, so I usually get some barbecue ribs from my favorite restaurant. They have amazing ribs here in Zimbabwe and a bottle of wine. And I, Yay. you know, just sit at home with, um, now it's with my fiance, just sit at home with my fiance, <laughs> eat, watch, watch some mindless television, um, which is great because, you know, I just need to clear my mind and just have a good time to stop thinking. So I just watch like this absolutely useless TV, which is great just to kind of clear my head. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just sit here and we drink eat and yeah that's pretty much how I celebrate I'm very much a homebody oh my god that's so funny I am like very similar you know wine's my thing as well so that's how I celebrate my wins and I'm a foodie so so (laughs) I do the exact same thing well thank you so much for sharing your journey your story the struggles that you all um have faced this far um, and again, we're going to be celebrating um, your success now because we truly believe every small 
um, part of your journey is a win. Um, you're still around, like you said, that's amazing. And we hope to help you um, move forward. Hope this podcast brings you more um, donors maybe, right? <laughs> I mean, on a different level, right? <laughs> on a corporate level, right. or just people wanting to be involved, you know, to just right. give their time to help. And um, so, so what I like to do is I like to have a toast with a glass of wine um, with you. I also um, put together a little, um, a little bit of kind of like a symbolic of your personality and your business that I wrote prior to this. So I actually think I nailed it for you. <laughs> <laughs> that I want to read to you first and then uh, we'll toast, okay? Great. So I chose actually um, a deep red wine, which is um, a Malbec to compare your personality because wine is very intricate and very detailed and very deep right in itself um so Malbec is a layered and intense uh, much like um like you are you you have many layers I think <laughs> I think that you're very intense and passionate in your journey um I have you prefer to relax at home <laughs> <laughs> then go out. Um, once people get to know you, you're genuine, loving, and emotional. Um, as a red wine lover, you know, with the deeper flavor, either a Malbec, a Cab Franc, um, I would think that, you know, you're a lover, you are layered and complex, which just might come off as um, a little bit sexy and mysterious at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, we want to celebrate you. Uh, we think your personality will, is perfect for your journey and what you're doing. And um, as we like to say, success is like a hangover. <laughs> so <laughs> cheers to you, my friend, and to your journey. So cheers. Thank you. Ooh. Yum. And thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate what you're doing as an entrepreneur. We appreciate your journey and we look forward to continuously following the journey. Please follow us and um, we will talk soon. Awesome. Have a great evening. Awesome. Have a good <laughs> bye. Bye. Hey, bye.